Welcome to the Unknown Packers Podcast, and I am your host, Bryce Christensen, for Unscripted on Tap, a totally unscripted podcast episode hosted by yours truly. And yeah, just going to go off the cuff, go back to my roots, the bearded duo roots of when Jeremiah and I, back in 2017, when we started this thing called the Unknown Packers Podcast. Actually, I don't know if we've ever done unscripted. We've always had an agenda. So yeah, I don't have anything in front of me and I, I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step up and letting you all know that I, I do record with, with notes and an agenda, but not for this episode, just totally off the cuff and just going to talk about what's on my mind with the Green Bay Packers, a lot of different things, nothing I mean, maybe something with Packers news, but usually every single day we've been doing daily episodes uh, starting from training camp all the way till now. And we'll wrap that up for our last episode, which will be the pregame Chiefs on tap episode highlighting the fourth and final preseason game. Before that, unscripted on tap. And I think right off the bat, I want to talk about the preseason so far. And I obviously will highlight some stuff, and I might actually come up with some stuff throughout this episode that I'll apply to other episodes, but you're getting it here first. And I think when it comes to the preseason, you see the injuries to Lamar Miller, and I know I'm missing some other ones, but Lamar Miller really comes to mind, and then you see Oren Burks get hurt, and you see a couple other players, such as Rashawn Gary, and Curtis Bolton, albeit him being an undrafted free agent, but him being part of the plans and lining up opposite Blake Martinez at that one, uh, he was in line for a really healthy dose of Mike Pettin defense. All things point to him possibly, Curtis Bolton possibly starting the season on the IR. And uh, we'll see. I haven't heard anything on Curtis Bolton since recording this, so things might have had changed since then, but all I know is that he hurt his knee, was wearing a leg brace during the game, the Raiders game, up in Winnipeg. That cluster feck. And reports that it's not an ACL injury, but I think with the injuries and people getting excited about Aaron Rodgers stepping out there for a series, he was ready to go in that Winnipeg game, and I just... The Lamar Miller injury, him tearing his ACL, him being the running back one for the Houston Texans, a team on the rise, having a lot of healthy components, and then this happens. And based off of Aaron Rodgers' comments saying that he's ready to go, a successful drive or a, a failed drive does not dictate how he feels going into the 100th season where they face off against the Bears Thursday night football kick off the NFL. Oh, my God. Gosh, I can't believe it. It is happening. And I I would say for me, the whole idea of is the preseason worth it? And we were having conversations through our Unknown Packers production team talking about this. And I look at preseason as it being beneficial, trimmed down from 90 to 53. And you're seeing some surprise players such as Darius Shepard and Alan Lazard really start to climb up that depth chart. So I see the purpose in preseason. 
But playing your starters, I, I'm, I'm going to side with head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy, and his approach in pulling all starters. Before, I definitely on this podcast have talked about how I'd like to see Rodgers get hit. And I'd like to see what this new offense is going to be like with Rodgers in there. And that's just me being selfish. I'm going to trust that everything's going to be okay. When you follow the Packers as much as we do here with the Unknown Packers podcast, doing daily episodes, researching day in, day out. I mean, it's a second second full-time job. And I have a full-time job outside of doing the whole production team and podcast. But the more research... I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound all high and mighty. I The more I look at it, I just... I don't ever want to see Aaron Rodgers play a preseason game for as long as he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And I would go to say a lot of the other players too. I don't want to see him. And granted, it's going to happen every year. You're going to have injuries and and everything like that. I just, it's not worth it. And maybe this is me being selfish on the other side of things is that we haven't seen Rodgers healthy in a while. Last year, he played with knee injury and a broken leg. Year before, a collarbone. And I mean, even the 2014 run and the 2015 NFC Championship collapse, he had a calf injury that minimized him during his NFL MVP campaign. To wrap up the whole preseason thing, for me, I I like to see other players and their opportunity. But then you see the other side of this dark underbelly where Curtis Bolton, who's going to be contributing to the Green Bay Packers defense, is now hurt. Equinemia St. Brown, Sean Gary, I mean... Throughout that game, I I just kept thinking to myself, why is he out there? And I get that you want more experience at outside linebacker for him. But man, it's the 12th pick. So that that that's my that's my unscripted take on preseason. Everyone's getting geared up for the 53-man roster, as am I. I started jotting down. I've done two so far. I did my pre-preseason, my 53 on tap. Where I unveiled my 53-man roster. I actually had Alan Lazard making the 53-man roster, but as a tight end, I had him playing. Uh, I thought that the Packers would move him to tight end at, for his size, and it looks like you know they're keeping that wide receiver. I don't even want. I, my my point on having him go to tight end was so he can make the team, and I think that he's proven himself being capable of being on, on this 53-man roster. We shall see. So he was my surprise. I, I've been wanting him to be on this team ever since they signed him back in December of 2018 to the active roster. They signed him off the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. I'm a big fan of Alan Lazard. Now we're communicating on Twitter. <laughs> Liking my posts. Man, getting carried away with it. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Alan Lazard. I would love to see him make this 53-man roster. And then I had my uh, mid-preseason on tap where I unveiled my 53-man roster at the halfway mark, which before the the Raiders game. And I talked about last year, you know, at this time, the Packers traded Brett Hundley to the Seattle Seahawks for a six-round draft pick who we used on Dexter Williams. So at this time, you, you the surprise was that Packers were keeping three QBs. Packers ship off Brett Hundley. They wave Quentin Rollins, wave Devontae Mays. And you see a guy like James Crawford who signs in August, the beginning of preseason for the Green Bay Packers and makes the 53-man roster. 
he looks completely overwhelmed at the inside linebacker position, looks exposed, but he's a special teams threat. We'll see if that's enough for him to make this 53-man roster. And now as I'm compiling my 53-man roster, I talked about it where you had guys like Jake Kumaro and Robert Tanyan and Tim Boyle, Alex Light, those guys last year that made some surprise moves up the depth chart. Tony Brown, another one. Tony Brown seeing what, and I think he had, I know he had like two force fumbles. Off the cuff, unscripted. I don't have his stats, but I know. <laughs> seeing the real side of Bryce right now in the Unknown Packers podcast. <laughs> but Tony Brown being a guy that the Packers signed during the undrafted free agent process. And so those guys making surprise leaps. And now I'm compiling my 53-man roster. And the biggest questions for me as we approach where I unveil that this weekend, right before the Packers officially announced their 53-man roster. Man, I can't wait. But for me, the question sticks out is, do the Packers keep three QBs? They keep two? I think needless to say, but I'm going to say it, is that Rodgers goes down. I mean, it doesn't matter who you have back there. Albeit that I, I'm a big fan of Timmy Boyle, but Rodgers goes down. So it'll be, be interesting. They keep three. That draft capital, that trade last year with Demarius Randall for Deshaun Kaiser and them swapping fourth round picks, I believe. Does that have any weight? Tim Boyle's performance so far in preseason is better than Deshaun Kaiser's. So if you're looking at stats and overall composure in the pocket, I'm not talking about who you're lining up against, but Tim Boyle's your QB too. I was on the fence. I, you know, I talked about it in my good old Timmy Boyle on tap. Or good, he didn't get an on tap. He only got a short pour. But I talked about him being that QB two, and then I let others kind of influence me. And I'm no, not anymore, not anymore. Tim Boyle perched up on the mountaintop. Tim Boyle QB two. So we'll see if Kaiser makes it, or maybe I'm way off and they have Kaiser as their QB two. What what do I know? But QB is very compelling. So this fourth preseason game is going to be very exciting. I will be there, sitting in the season seats, same seats my grandfather sat in during the Ice Bowl. Funny story with my, and I don't know if this is true, but we've been talking about it for a while, so I guess if you talk about a story long enough, I guess it's true. (laughs) So apparently, and this is how I got it. So you know the telephone game where the more stories get, you know, gets exchanged with, the, the more farther from the actual source it is. So maybe this is a case, but regardless, I still think it's a cool freaking story. And at the time, my you know, my we've had season tickets in my family since the 60s. Maybe even before that. I know for sure in the 60s. And and my grandfather had uh four sons, one of them being my father. And then when he passed it passed on to my uncles, and then now we share it with all our cousins. Go to a handful of games, pretty, pretty great. And the thing for me is that Green Bay Packers have been in my family for years and it's part of our family and it's part of a lot of people's family, not even just season tickets. You know, they're, I mean, Green Bay Packer fans, families, I mean, it's just a connecting thing and it's just an amazing thing when you look at that. But my grandfather, I got to get to the story. My grandfather, so Ice Bowl and it's, it's freaking cold. It's the Ice Bowl, but they don't even know it's the Ice Bowl yet. And my grandfather is going to the game and he asks my uncles who, who's coming with. And they're like, oh, we're not going. It's, it's freaking cold outside. 
So my grandfather, all ticked off that his sons aren't man enough to go with him to this game. Not not just any game. It's a championship game going on to Super Bowl II. And so apparently he's driving up to the game uh, from Clintonville, north of... I have my... I was born in Appleton, so it was north of me, so Clintonville. <laughs> and he finds this guy on the side of the road, and it's freaking cold out. And his car's broken down or has got a flat tire. And my grandfather goes over and they tries to help him, which is crazy because maybe it was just a different time. But if I'm going to the Packers game, let alone the what what is equivalent to the NFC Championship game, I, I'm sorry. My good Samaritan self... Throwing it out the window. I'm going to Lambo. I'm going Lambo, baby. No one's stopping me. But my grandfather is a better man than I. He would be disappointed in my actions. Or maybe he'd be proud. I don't know. But So he he helps this stranger on the side of the road and goes, hey, I got an extra ticket to the, the NFL championship game. Cowboys, Packers, you want to go? And apparently this guy sat next to my grandfather during the Ice Bowl and witnessed the greatest game, not only in Packers history, but in an NFL history possible. So I don't know if that story's true, but it's still a pretty cool story. Maybe I'm biased. I'm for sure biased. But that's the first half of Unscripted on tap. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks for sticking around. The second half is going to get even wackier. are listening to the unknown packers podcast if you like what you are hearing and would like to help us grow take a minute to rate us on itunes the more ratings we get the more visible we will be to packer fans like you again thank you so much for listening this show wouldn't happen without your support now let's get back to the second half Thank you so much for checking back in with Unscripted on Tap. I'm still your host, Bryce Christensen. I'm still here. And I am just going toe-to-toe with my microphone right now, talking Green Bay Packers. Thank you so much for supporting the Unknown Packers podcast. Listen to me just gab on. So yeah, first half I talked about preseason, what I thought, quarterback, and then I got on a little tangent about the ice bowl and my grandfather's story. I got to find out if that's actually true. I'm going to... Like 95%. There might be some details in there that were were stretched, passed on from family to family. Or no, within the same family, but passed on from generation to generation. So what happens when you don't have your notes in front of you? You just start I'm losing my bearings. But yeah, this just brings me back to the the good old days. These days are great. Good old days of when we first started out with the Unknown Packers podcast, me and Jeremiah, we recorded on Thursdays get a scrap piece of paper out. And we just start jotting things down. Like, what do we want to talk about? All right. And I don't even think we got through all of them. Just went on tangents about this and that. I guess I'm kind of doing that, but rightfully so, unscripted. And as we were wrapping up uh, the third preseason of the Unknown Packers podcast covering the Green Bay Packers, and now embarking on the third regular season of your Green Bay Packers and the Unknown Packers podcast covering the good old Packers, I, I'm i excited. And I, I just feel more and more equipped, I guess, if, 
if that's the correct word, on just talking about the Green Bay Packers. And and I feel a little bit more uh, well-rounded when it comes to looking at this team. In the past, I'd be like, Super Bowl! Super Bowl! And that's not the case. And although at our two-year anniversary earlier this year, we had our two-year anniversary in March. This is our third preseason and third regular season going on. I talked about the Packers going to the Super Bowl, and I'll, you know, I admit I, I was fired up. And you know, it, it's kind of the dead zone. You know, I mean, it started free agent. Actually, it started free agency, so that's not no, not even close to the dead zone. So, I don't. I'm getting everyone fired up about the Green Bay Packers, and I'll say this uh, throughout. You know, you've got rookie mini camp and OTAs, and you've got training camp, and now you've got these preseason games. And I, I, I can't, I can't say me being grounded right now. Just looking at what I'm seeing right now, I can't say realistically if the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. It is so tough to win the Super Bowl. And I mean, just for comparison's sake, look at the Indianapolis Colts. They were a heavy Super Bowl favorite coming in. And Andrew Luck retires over the weekend. Shockwaves through the NFL. And now look at them. I mean... I still think they've got such a strong team defensively and offensive line. They've got weapons. And I think Jacoby, I mean, he's been playing there. I mean, he's no luck for sure. But I still think that they're a possible playoff team. And I look at that scenario and say, wow, do we have what the Colts have? Where I maybe you're scoffing at me and like, oh, they're not making the playoffs without luck. I don't know. This team is way better than the Colts team is way better than what Luck had to begin with. Chris Ballard's done a terrific job. And I you you look at that defense, they just got hunters out there, just mean men. One of the best offensive line in in football. Incredible running back. I mean, obviously they they've got Brissett in there, so the backup kind of situation helps out. But I look at our team and compare to that and what the Colts have done that transformation and what we're going through right now. And it's first season of Coach LaFleur, second season for Brian Gutekunst, and second season for Matt, Mike Pettin. Pretty much a whole new coaching staff outside of a few coaches that were retained. And I look at this team and I look at the NFC and I definitely think if all things go according to plan, if things click, uh, this is a very dangerous team. I think this offense, a happy Rodgers, uh, a chip on his shoulder Rodgers with the media, you know, naysaying how him and LaFleur aren't getting along. Uh, you don't want, you don't want chippy Rodgers, chippy happy Rodgers. You do not want that guy. I want that guy. Oh yeah. Packer fans want that guy. But you other, you other fans, other teams better watch out. But it has to click. And I think with Rodgers behind center, it, it it all it has the makings. This offensive line needs to stay healthy. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones needs to be that explosive, dynamic playmaker that we know he is. He just needs to stay healthy. And if he does, I mean, paired up with Devontae Adams, and you've got all these different surging, I would say, wide receiver prospects. you got some guys like Geronimo Allison, who's on pace for 1,000 yards last year before his injury. Jake Kumro's got a nice rapport. I think Jimmy Graham can be serviceable. I mean, he had 600 yards last year. So let's see what happens with that. 
For me, I think what happens is the defense. I think the offense, once things start clicking, and I think it'll take some time, but if it happens sooner, watch out. Watch out. LaFleur and Rodgers clicking. You got Jones healthy. They're grooving the zone run schemes. Moving and grooving. Oh, baby. But this defense, I, I look at, this is that's the concerning part for me, to be quite honest. I think the D-line is solid, but I do question getting rid of Mike Daniels. I think he could have provided some depth and some veteran leadership. You have free agent acquisitions in Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith that are the edge positions. Rashawn Gary oozes athleticism and potential, but he needs uh, uh, some more polishing and development. He is raw as a pass rusher. He's got incredible bursts and speed. But the technique and those fundamentals of actually getting to the quarterback, that bend, that that twist, he doesn't have that yet. And it'll take some time. But those that are expecting, I, I just don't see I, I don't see it happening yet. And he was hurt this last preseason against the Raiders. So. Darnell Savage being a rookie, Amos being a free agent acquisition. Jair Alexander has all the makings of being an all pro. One of the best cornerbacks, but he's going into his second year. It looks like he's going to make a huge leap, but still, second year. Josh Jackson, does he show that he can contribute? Does Raven Green become that inside linebacker safety hybrid that Petten wanted in Josh Jones? The the missed tackles that I've seen, and granted, you're not seeing the whole defense out there. You're not tackling in training camp. So once it goes live, then I can really make an assessment of what this team can do. I do believe, though, as long as you have Rodgers, anything's possible. And if you look back to last year, quite arguably, you could have been, the Packers could have been undefeated going into L.A. Week 8, I believe, week 7. I mean, they lost to the Redskins, lost the bike, or tied with the Vikings. And then the wheels just fell off. So there are components there. And I just, for me, I like what I've seen out of Coach Lafleur. I, I feel I like how he's addressed the media. I like how transparent he is. But then again, he's a rookie head coach, and this is the first time that he's ever been a head coach. Last year was the first time that he called plates as an offensive coordinator. So he's made quite the jump, and I think that it was the right hire, a new, innovative coach. But I think it's going to take some time, and I think that they're going to be hiccups. Naturally, we're human. But I, I'm just bracing myself to, and then we play the Bears, and the Bears have question marks too. Is their defense going to be great without Fangio? Has the has the NFL figured out Nagy? But it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be a dogfight. It's gonna be a battle. It is oldest rivalry, Bears Packers. I'm all ready. I'm all fired up. But if you're giving my my honest, realistic consideration, I. I look at this for uh, past Bryce <laughs> during our two-year anniversary. I would ask past Bryce this. Uh, I remember listening to Brian Billick, and I can't remember what radio show he was on, but he was on a radio show talking about you know his Ravens Super Bowl team. And he was asked, what, what is the makings of a Super Bowl team? And he said, and I believe he said, you need essentially three, four pro bowlers on each side of the football. 
And say what you will with the Pro Bowl, but back then in 2000, that meant a lot. And so say what you will now, but if we're looking at it like that, let's just go, let's go four. Let's, let's, let's go four. So on the offense, four Pro Bowlers, I think it, it's possible. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones could be one. If Danny Vitale's healthy at fullback, I, I'm, I'm being very optimistic with him. We acquired him in December. He's played like eight total plays, I think. Bakhtiari, Lindsley, Balaga, if he's healthy. So definitely on the offense, for sure. And then you look at the defense, Pro Bowlers. Kenny Clark, I think Jair Alexander. I think Zedaria Smith. So that's three. I think I think that's good. Maybe Blake Martinez with a bunch of the tackles that he gets. But I would say if we're going three for sure, Devontae Adams, Rogers, Bakhtiari. On the defense, you got Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith, and Jerry Alexander. So if you look at it like that, I think you've got the makings of a dangerous, dangerous team. And do you remember in 2009, 2010 with the Green Bay Packers when a thing, you could feel it? We're not feeling it yet. We need some games in. But once things start clicking and grooving, which I think they will, and if this missed tackles is just part of the preseason, this could be a very dangerous team. And it's been a long, long, long time, I feel, since we've really enjoyed. I mean, last year, there was some good football at the beginning. I mean, obviously, the week one against the Bears, Packers, Rodgers, comeback, no-look touchdown to Geronimo Allison. Are you freaking kidding me? Randall Cobb. So there were definitely bright spots last year, but I mean, it was a train wreck. And I was at the Arizona Cardinals game first week in December where they fired Mike McCarthy after the game. And people were saying they would never fire a coach in season. And then the year before with Aaron Rodgers' injury. And then 2016 was run the table. Run the table was quite special. That was a beautiful, beautiful. And that actually sparked the the Unknown Packers podcast. That run the table historic run was the catalyst for us starting or thinking about doing a podcast. Always talking, run the table. So yeah, unscripted on tap. I, I didn't wrap up the 53-man roster. So I talk about quarterback. The inside linebacker position, Oren Burks' injury, they're saying that he doesn't require surgery. So we'll see what happens. I just trotting out. Ty Summers, week one, I don't know. I just feel like they'll bring in a veteran maybe. But then again, who knows? So inside linebacker, I, that offensive line, that left guard position, is Jenkins going to be the starter? And I'd like to see a little bit more Dexter Williams. I felt like he had a little bit more juice last week, uh, bounced back from that performance against the Ravens with the fumble and the drop screen pass. So there's definitely some oomph with him. Packers cut Darren Hall's. So battle with Trey Carson and him and Darius Shepard, Alan Lazard and Trevor Davis as Trevor Davis continue, which I think moving into week four or week four of the preseason. So quarterback inside linebacker, Dexter Williams, Elton Jenkins and Lane Taylor. And then uh, our boys, Darius Shepard, Trevor Davis and Alan Lazard. So there you have it. Uh, an unscripted episode that I haven't done in quite some time. I hope you enjoyed. I definitely, I, I feel like I got a little bit live there. So we'll we'll throw out some more unscripted episodes as we move forward. But get get ready, Packer fans. 100th season. We've got a new head coach. A lot, 
riding on this. I do believe that year one is going to be critical for the development of Coach Lafleur and this and the rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's let let's start off uh, with a bang against the Bears, but keep keep following daily episodes until. Uh, Thursday's preseason game and tune in to our final 53-man edition on tap episode later this week. Go Pack Go. Thank you so much for listening to Unscripted on Tap. I am your host, Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers Podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right. We're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, the Unknown Packers podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is the Unknown Packers podcast.